Hey there, it's Lola here, creative the smokingprofit.com, a life advice site that focuses on spirituality, creativity, and culture. And you are now listening to the Smoking Profit Podcast. First of all, thanks so much for giving me your time today and being here. Your time is valuable. I know that. I respect that. And that's why I'm going to give you something back today. I'm going to give you something that you can use. It's super, super simple, but also something that a lot of people struggle with. So yeah, somebody's going to actually help me with our topic and he's going to introduce it. I have with me Dante, aka That DC Kid on Instagram, who I also like to call The Brain. I call him The Brain because he has a strong business acumen. In our quiet moments, in our leisure time, he enjoys talking about politics, economics, finance, stocks, all of this stuff. So I call him the brain. Also, he has a, a degree in architecture, which I've never met anyone in life that actually pursued that, um, even though that's not what he ended up doing and not what he fully is committed to. But yeah, what's up, the brain? Hey, what's up? So funny moment, while you were giving your introduction, I had a flashback to that movie Hocus Pocus, where she comes and she's like, Thank you for that marvelous introduction. <laughs> You're such a clown. I know. I'm sorry. It's, I love that movie, but it just gave me that you moment. Know, you said you love that movie. I remember that movie when I was a kid. I think I actually went to the theater with my mom to see it. Seriously? Yes. And that movie was such trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No diss at like Hocus Pocus or anything, but like, but I liked it back then. But like when I look at it now, I'm like, man, this is some... Oh, yeah, the acting okay. could definitely use some work. We're getting off topic, but let me say this real quick and then we'll get into it. The acting could use some work, but as a kid, it was great. Yeah, it was pretty great as a kid. Okay, let's get to this. So um, we're going to talk about how to talk to strangers. Now, I know that's a random subject, but let me tell you why it's important. For one thing, it helps you build up your speaking skills. So it's a really good way to network and it gets you into your out of your comfort zone because you're walking up to a stranger. Now, also, a lot of times what you can use when you talk to a stranger, you can build up that network. Like you can meet new people and you don't know what kind of things you can learn from them and what kind of experiences that you can make. So we're going to go over three points real quick to kind of give you an idea and help you out in talking to a stranger. And before we get totally into that, I just want to reinforce the point that Dante made. There are several benefits to being able to speak to strangers and speak fluently on demand. So many benefits to that. But one that he specifically pointed out was just building connections with people that you don't necessarily know and how you never know where it will take you. Exactly. So there's actually a social theory by Mark Granovetter. It's called the strength of weak ties. So this social theory is based on this very real thing that people like you and I, like Dante and myself, we connect with other people that are like us. So we have these cluster relationships and all of these clusters are very closely connected, closely knitted, meaning we know the same people, we generally talk about the same things, we generally do the same things, um, you know, everything is pretty much gonna be the same. This means that those connections are limited. They're actually really, really limited. They're really, really small. So when we talk to strangers, we open up our ability to connect mm -hmm. with diverse people, mm -hmm. our ability to spread information, to gain new information that we otherwise might not hear just through a simple connection with someone that you don't know. 
So your strong connections are going to be with people that you talk to very intimately, your friends, your best friends, your circle, and your weak connections are going to be with those people that you see at work, but you don't really talk to that much. Exactly. Or someone that you may see in the grocery store, they live in your neighborhood, but you don't talk to them. Okay. Or it could just be someone that you're passing. I remember years ago, walking in the hallway at my job, no lie, Dante, and I just thought about this situation. Walking in the hallway at my job, my friendly self is always speaking to someone. I would always speak to this man. We would come in at the same time every day, and I would always speak to this man, tell him a hello, and he would always tell me hello. One day, this man just randomly came to my desk at work. I guess he had seen where I sat, mm -hmm. and he gave me a book. The book was about jobs, interviewing, resumes, building your brand, that type of stuff. Wow. He gave me a book that he had written. He's a recruiter at the company that I work for. So he knew all of this stuff. And then he had a segment that he would do on the local news station, sharing with people insight on how to get jobs, network, and all that type of stuff. I love that. All from that weak little connection. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I gained so much. So this is the point that I'm trying to make. Let me just give you a quote on what Dr. Meg J has to say about weak connections. And I obtained this from... This amazing book I read, The Defining Decade, Why Your 20s Matter and How to Make the Most of Them. Here's the quote. Weak ties feel too different or in some cases literally too far away to be close friends. But that's the point because they're not just figures in an already ingrown cluster. Weak ties give us access to something fresh. They know things and people that we don't know. Information and opportunities spread farther and faster through weak ties than through close friends because weak ties have fewer overlapping contacts. Weak ties are like bridges. You cannot see all the way across, so there is no telling where they might lead. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Oh, that's perfect. It's not my too. words. I know. <laughs> but it was awesome. And you know what? That's the perfect way to get into these three points because they're going to help us um, teach you how to talk to those weak ties. So the first point is going to be smile and say hi. Now, I know that sounds extremely simple, but it's a really good way to start making people feel comfortable because the first step in that is the scariest. Just walking up to a stranger and saying hi can sometimes be a little you know, gives you a little bit of anxiety, you're breathing a little hard, but now you can breathe and you can continue. And what you do next is you start asking open-ended questions because now you've started a conversation, but you do not want to start conversations with yes or no answers because there's no way for that person to really engage you. It's just going to be a quick conversation that way. Or rather with questions that warrant a yes or no answer or a yes or no response. Yes. Yeah. You want to ask questions where people are having to say yes or no to you. That's why Dante said ask open-ended questions. Exactly, because that starts to open them up and create the conversation for you. And third point, you've already gotten this, uh, started this open-ended conversation. Ask probing questions. Now, when we say this, we don't mean this in the wrong way. Keep it G. And that's not as in keeping it real, so we don't need you going too crazy. But just keep it going. Keep that conversation going. And stick with general questions, nothing controversial, nothing too sensitive, and nothing that would be a sad topic for people. So keep it safe, 
Also, listen and respond to what you've been talking about. That lets them know that not only have you been engaging with them and they've been engaging with you, but repeat back some of the things that they may have said. It lets them know that you value what you've been talking about. That's actually a really quick way to build some trust with someone. And when you're talking about influence, connecting, making an impression, you want to be able to build trust quickly. So Dante just gave you a strategy to help you build trust with strangers very quickly. When they talk to you, listen and respond to what they've said by making references to the statements they've made, by actually quoting them, okay? Hope you guys caught that. Exactly, and I love the fact that you said build a connection or connecting, because that's another thing you wanna do. You're gonna build your connection by talking about what you guys agree on and not what you disagree on. Yeah, a quick way to stop a conversation with a stranger is to immediately voice an objection. Exactly. To immediately disagree with them relationships partnerships are built on connection so when you're speaking to a stranger again talk about what you agree about not what you disagree about completely agree and what we want to do real quick we're going to give you some um combo starters just a little couple examples that we thought of yeah and you can actually use these for personal and professional networking and also if you're struggling in the area of building some relationships or maybe dating <laughs> you can use some of these for those too so here are a few professional questions that you can ask the first is what do you do for a living okay that's a simple question you're riding in the elevator with someone at work mm -hmm. oh what do you do for a living you know what do you do here or I always see you getting off on this floor what happens there Okay, mm. these are open-ended questions that you can ask that warrant more than a yes or no response to you. Yes. And people will actually open up the conversation and talk. By the way, an elevator is a really great way to practice starting a conversation with a stranger because you're not going to be on there forever. It's an easy out when you need to get out, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, second question you can ask is what made you join the company? Or it could be something like, what made you start doing this? Okay. And that's one of those questions that will actually probe more into what they've asked you. And then you can ask this question. How long have you been in your profession? Here's a really, really good probing question too that Dante has that he uses frequently. I love it. It's, do you have any advice you could give me from your experience? I'll say that again. Do you have any advice you could give me from your experience? Immediately, you can use this question as a follow-up question in an interview. Mm. When you're on an interview with someone, that's a really good question. Or let's say, for example, if you have a meeting with some people at your job, you know, and they work in different areas than you, or maybe you're meeting with someone in upper management, yeah. you can ask that question. Okay, do you have any advice you could give me from your experience? That's really good, Dante. All right, and then here are some personal networking questions that you can ask. What's your favorite time of year? You know, everybody will pep up over that. Exactly. Summer. <laughs> Summertime, summer. right. Yes. Um, did you grow up here? What's your favorite activity or thing to do? 
you know any good places to eat? Or sorry, that was a closed in question. So let me change that. What are some good places to eat around yes. here? <laughs> what do you love to do? I like those questions. What's your why? <laughs> and if you're wondering about the why, then go and check out my podcast on selling your brand in 60 seconds. All right. So those are just a few questions that you can ask to help you get conversation or a conversation started with a stranger rather. The next thing we want to talk to you about is what not to do. So yeah, we've given you what to do. Three simple ways to start a conversation with a stranger, which is one, smile and say hi. Two, ask an open-ended question. And three, actually probe into their question by listening and responding to it. Yes, and... Here's what not to do. Yes, so I I know it's happened to me many times, but have you ever been in a conversation with someone who just seems to one-up you in every part of your conversation? And be it, you can just be talking about how hard your day is, is at work, and they're like, oh, well, my day was harder. It's so annoying. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is I truly believe that some people that do this really don't even know that they're doing it. They don't even know it. I truly believe that. I think that there are some people that are just like blabbers, you know, and they can't contain themselves. But then I feel like there are some people that truly don't know that they're doing it. And then I also feel like for some people, it comes from a place of insecurity. Mm. You're having a conversation with someone. They're telling you about what's going on for them. And then insecurity flares up in them and it comes out as one-upmanship. Wow. You know, I've never thought about that. Hey, I'm kind of deep sometimes. I see that. That was awesome. (laughs) All right. So let's give you an actual straight up example. We're going to do a quick like skit type thing. Yes. Of what the one-upmanship sounds like in action. Okay. And scene. Hey, Dante, what's up? How was your weekend? My weekend was awesome. So me and the wife had some weekend projects we had to do. I had to uh, paint the house cut the grass painting that sounds exhausting it was a little bit but i mean the house looks great now that's awesome i remember when i painted my house yeah it was just random i came back from a trip from miami and was just super inspired by the colors and all that i saw there the artwork everything and i came back and just repainted my house okay it took about a week wow yeah plenty of late nights but i got it done without having to hire anyone well that's cool i mean hey the painting is works so um, also, we went to a, we had a church event this weekend too. Our kids were in a play. They were so excited. They had costumes and we got to see them do a little bit of acting. So I was really proud of costumes? them. Costumes? I know how to make costumes. We had an event recently I was involved in. I made costumes for the whole cast. It was beautiful. Everyone loved it. It was really, really amazing. Oh, well, I'm happy to hear that. And on, um, I'm still thinking about it because you said a trip. I'm thinking about this trip that we took to Trinidad. It was really cool. So you said you just got back from Trinidad? Yes. Man, the food was great. The people were I amazing. remember my first trip out of the country. Oh, so we just back to talking about you again? Awesome. And cutscene. So that was a perfect example of the one-up, which is what you don't want to do. Exactly. I never want to level up on someone else. I just want to level up on myself. Come through and say that. Yes, like, yes. level up on yourself. That reminds me of an article that I saw recently where it said that Kylie Jenner had surpassed 
the creator of Facebook, Zuckerberg, forgot his name. I would forget it, right? <laughs> <laughs> had had surpassed him as the youngest like billionaire or something. Really? And when I saw that, I was like, there will always be someone to beat you, to surpass you, mm-hmm. you know, to hit a higher record than you. There will always be someone to do that. But there will only be one you to exceed yourself. Ooh, and like that's that. what you want to go after. All right. Also, when you do the one up, it will make people stop talking to you. True. And there could be someone smarter than you in the room. It could be someone in the room that has more experience than you and not necessarily more experience, just a different experience, Mm -hmm. a different perspective that you need to hear. And you don't want the one up to shut down the conversation before it even starts. Because when people one up me, whether they do it intentionally or not, if it's something I feel like I really need to say, then I'll find another way to say it. But I'll do that about one time. And after that one time, I'm done. I will exit that conversation and tell them to have a wonderful wonderful day. Okay? You got anything else you want to say? No, I'm just saying. Nothing to say. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. Oh, sorry. I lost my train of thought looking at you for two seconds. Oh, I hate you. What? I did. (laughs) He's so sweet. Okay, so I just wanted to shout out Love Jackie on Facebook. Love Jackie has been an awesome support to the Smoking Profit brand. This is something that she wrote recently. It says, shout out to Mrs. Lola Kabaya. I listened to this just now and I often have conversations with others about how God speaks to, with, and through us. I encourage you all to follow this podcast. Allow her creative voice to assist you and unlock other creative doors of your mind. Her perspectives are tailored in simplistic, artistic, and genuine form. I love it. Two, text Blaze, B-L-A-Z-E, to 31996 to catch her super dope inspirational texts that are always, at least for me, on time. Who knows? God could be expanding your territory too. And she was actually talking about podcast episode number 33 was God talking to me. And I just applaud you. I just thank you. I honor you at Love Jackie. Thanks so much for writing that on my Facebook page. And you all, as she said, go ahead and subscribe to the text list so that you can get those messages too. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Smoking Prophet through iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. You can just search at Lola Kabaya, L-O-L-A-C-A-B-A-Y-A, or at The Smoking Prophet, and be connected with me all the time. Until next time, I hope you have an amazing life. Dante and I are out. Yep.